0: This episode is brought to you by the Marybody body online studio and did you know that you can get your first seven days completely free there is no risk to join and you can cancel any time so if you've been thinking about joining Marybody, if you want unlimited yoga pilates meditation classes anywhere anytime on demand from the comfort of wherever you are Mary Body is for you, right, Emmy? Uh huh. And I mean, the best thing is that try it out, see what all the magic is about, mm. see if it's for you. We know we're not for everyone. <laughs> but, but if you're tuning into this podcast, we have an inkling you might like it. <laughs> yeah, I guess the magic with Mary Body is that it is totally different from any other fitness program out there. It is movement driven by self respect, self acceptance, and above all else, joy. So let go of that punishment, let go of that slogging away at the gym. Merry Body is totally different and we can't wait for you to feel the difference. Come and join us over at Merrymakersisters.com forward slash merry body. All right, let's get into today's episode. This is episode 271 on the Get Merry podcast and we are so excited to be back here. We had a break last week because our parents were up yeah our parents are still. Up. <laughs> they are still here right now. they're probably at, the, at beach. the beach, mermaid Beach somewhere around there, and loving the sunshine. It was forecasted to be like thunder stormy the whole week, but they got it really wrong, yeah, they did. I mean it's been stormy and rainy in the afternoon. It's like typical Queensland tropical weather well, apparently uh, the weather experts, <laughs> have been saying that this summer is going to be a wet and wild one. Mm. And I think we're coming out of the dry weather patterns into the the wet weather patterns, but who knows with climate change? I don't know. I mm. feel like everything's changing and shifting. We did watch David Attenborough, the, uh, I don't know what it was called, the the Netflix special. And something about this planet yeah anyway it's so good if you haven't watched it you really must watch it i feel like almost every human should be forced to watch it yeah <laughs> like i mean i know on life on our planet yeah and i know many people don't i know there's people out there who think climate change is not even real but i just i just i really don't know how you can't not see the realness of climate change yeah the science. Is there. Uh, Is there. And it's like out in the open as well, which is why it's confusing. And it's like, well, duh, if we've gotten rid of however many million square meters of rainforest, Mm -hmm. of course this is going to impact the world's ecosystem. Mm -hmm. When we kill all the animals, of course it's going to impact it. Yeah. When we're burning all these fossil fuels that once were not burnt, of course the ecosystem will be impacted. I don't need to be a scientist to be like, oh, yeah, like one – like, something, cause and effect. You Every do something, something has yeah. a reaction. Like, we can't expect to just do something and then for nothing to happen yeah. to the environment. Yeah. So, if you haven't watched watched it, we would highly recommend you do. The reason why I like it so much is because although... Because I know a, a lot of people are probably like me and got really sad about It, it was like, mm. oh, my God, this is so sad. Like, we've done this. But also... He then gives, like, some action steps for individuals, which I think is a really good thing because sometimes we can think, this is bigger than me. It's too big. Why even bother? Mm. But you do actually walk away from the documentary with some doable things. And uh, I, you know, it is really easy to also take that position of, like, I feel really bad when I watch stuff like this, so I'm just not going to watch Mm. it. And I think this is when we have to realize that, you know, like life isn't all rainbows and feeling good. Like Mm -hmm. I know we talk about feeling good a lot on this podcast, but we have to be real. We have to be in touch with, with reality. And, you know, when we have this awareness, then what it also can give us if we allow it, if we do it, is empowerment Mm -hmm. we can be like okay well I can make a change I can take this action and feel like I'm doing more good or I can make sure that I turn all my light switches off I know that's so small but like Mm -hmm. it it adds up right we turn the light off in our podcast (laughs) recording room right now we're doing this podcast in the dark. It's so random. Um, but... Not because of that. It, it really, really that. because of that. It just hurt our eyes. Yeah, but now <laughs> I'm like, that's really strange that we we'll yeah. just said that. Yeah. Uh, I want to just touch on, you know, how you said, you know, we talk a lot about feeling good on this podcast. We talk a lot about, like, how can we bring more joy and mm. gratitude, et cetera, et cetera. We're all about that when the feeling bad isn't real. Yes, it's when we're making up yeah. the bad in inverted yeah, commas. Yeah, I'm yeah. putting in inverted commas because it's bad, good, whatever. Like, we're the one judging it, right? Yes, we're yes. seeing it in a way. It's when it's not actually our reality. Yes, that we're I like we're this. trying to come up with tools and ways to make us feel our reality. Yeah. So an example would be like, uh, I hate my job. Yeah, and instead of like trying to find the good, like because or. Yeah, instead of trying to find the good, I'm just continually focusing on the stuff that I hate about it Yeah, and I'm not making a change. Like that's the yes. thing where, okay, you need a toolbox, you need to use your things to feel good or you need to make an action plan to leave. Yeah, exactly. But this, like the environment, the world, like these bigger problems, yeah, there's no running away from yeah. that. Uh, there can There is ignoring it but and there is that saying, ignorant is bliss. But I dare say if you listen to this podcast, you're not in that category of person, you don't go for that ignorance is bliss. You probably once were and then you became aware and you're like, oh, oh, this is like the real world and Mm. like it's so much kind of scarier and harder but I would never go back. We always Mm. say that, right? Yeah, I always say like I always like think back to like seven, six, five years ago and then before that. Yeah. Like life felt so Easy and cruisy and, like, that there was no bad in the world. And that's because I feel like we really lived in these bubbles of privilege. Yes, We focused – We our world was so small, it was solely focused on ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> it was super narcissistic. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. And, made, and actually this – this narcissism is a part of the big problem mm-hmm. about this climate change because it's like, well, no, actually, like, being, uh, you know, a greenie or whatever, you, like, being that is actually impacting my life negatively mm. because, like, I want to do all the things that yeah. cause climate change or whatever. Like it's been like that yeah. instead of being like, okay, actually I might stop eating meat or mm. actually I might decrease my electricity. Actually, I'm not going to go on that overseas holiday. I know right now we cannot go on overseas yeah. holidays, but or, like their choices. choices. Yeah, I'm going to drive less. Yeah, I'm going to ride my bike more. I'm going to walk more. Who was talking about walking on a podcast? I was listening to it. Oh, I was listening to that replay on Tim Ferriss of that Mr. Oh, Mustache, yeah. and he was talking about how he just, he tries to walk everywhere, I love and that. he said that like, he comes up with his best ideas, it's like this moment where he can actually, it's like this choosing to slow it down, wow. like I'm choosing to get to where I need to be slower, and then in that Slowness in that space, it's like where you can kind of reflect, where you can better understand what's going on in your life and the world around mm. you. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. I love that. I mean, I am a big fan mm. of walking. I, you know, walking really has been my therapy, I think, and walking maybe with a podcast, walking with a great book, mm-hmm. or just walking with music myself. Mm. Uh, it's an audio book. Can you imagine someone walking with a I – mean Oh, oh yeah. <laughs>
1: Can yeah, you just please. imagine
0: Emma, like, on the beach with a book, like – Oh, my God, walking. with the wolves trying to walk. Oh, or my gosh. People. No, well, I meant audio book. <laughs> ah! But, yeah, no – oh, that's so beautiful. And isn't that – it's like, you know what? Like, that is a good life. hmm like our lives can be great and amazing, and we can still do things like that, mm-hmm. slow it down, uh, not by all the excessiveness, not mm-hmm. not like be swayed that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really loved this podcast. I actually haven't finished it, but it was all yeah, about that. It, it was all about, you know, li- really being mindful of our spending and not in a way that made you feel like you lack. Like, it wasn't like that. Like, he described I when he this. goes to, like, his ideal grocery shop is riding his bike to the grocery store, getting a few bags of, like, organic produce, like, amazing food, like, like lots yeah. of amazing food, riding it back to his house, making a massive meal, and inviting everyone over and eating oh it. Like, ev- like, anyone and everyone. He was like, sometimes people come, sometimes people don't. It's so beautiful. And I was like, that's so cool. I want to be like that. Uh, <laughs> but do you know what? I'll... Okay, so like, let's talk about money. I feel like we had this idea for this podcast. It's gonna Let's just change yeah. it and talk. Let's just like riff. Um, we have gone on a journey with money, right? Mm-hmm. Me and you. We've gone on many journeys together. We're so lucky to do it all <laughs> together. <laughs> okay. It's like your story is my story. I know. Just slightly when seen differently. It's really cool. A little different perspective here and there. Sometimes very different perspective. Uh, so we used to, we grew up in, uh, I guess a middle-class family, uh, like we always got what we wanted. Mm -hmm. We didn't have overseas trips, you know, like our holiday was once a year down to the South Coast Batemans Bay. Uh, We would have friends who would go on overseas trips Mm -hmm. and they would have the brands. They would do the Disneyland. Yeah, we were like, oh. And I never felt jealous or anything. I just was like, that's so cool. I'd love to do that. But we could never do that. Like, and I knew that. And I didn't ask mum and dad. I didn't, like, nag them because I knew where we were in our financial Mm -hmm. position, Uh, which was amazing and very privileged compared to so much of the world. But, you know, what I'm saying is it was middle class, working class people. Yeah. Wouldn't have it any other way. Learn so much from Yeah. That. But I remember, you know, dad would be stressed about finances a lot. Mm-hmm. So we kind of had that in the background of our childhood. Mum mm-hmm. uh, loved shopping. <laughs> and now we, it's all come out. I don't want to get too much into it, but I know why. Because yeah. she grew up with her mother who also loved shopping. And she kind of passed that down to us. You know, the, what we would do, us three went on the weekends, let's go shopping. For, like, hours. I don't – and we'd come home with bags. Like, all my savings, all your savings – well, half my savings went to save for a car, and then the other half was spent on clothes. All my savings were spent on clothes. Yeah. Because I got given a car. Yeah, from From Grandpa. From Grandpa. Yeah. How lucky. I know. Thank you, Grandpa. Yeah, see, super privileged Uh, upbringing, really. But, yeah, this – Habit. But we did work from ages 13 too, so that was also Yeah, great. and that, again, that's another thing. Let's talk about the shopping first let's, and then let's go to that because I think that's a big part of how, or like our money. Yeah, our and how we, yep, yeah, yep. and how, why we feel, the way we feel about money. Uh Yeah, so we grew up shopping. I remember m- not just the weekends, sometimes <laughs> mum would take me like after school to the shops <laughs> and I would get like as a... Year 9, so what age was I, 14 to 15, and 15 to 16, 17 to 18, like, designer clothes. Not designer designer, but, like, the middle class designer. Like (laughs) Like, it wasn't, like, Kmart or Target or Big W. It wasn't even, like, surf shops. It was, like this boutique, one boutique shop. I know. You spent all your money there. That I would go there and I would get like $300 dresses. $300? Yeah. Wow. See, I never – you valued shopping more than me. Like, I was always <laughs> like, I'm going to save my pennies. I was always such a saver. And then when I went to work in corporate – Oh, my. I remember – Q. I would go to – yeah, Q, which is a shop here in Australia. Um, Beautiful corporate clothes. Like, beautiful. And I got like two suits and tops and pants. Like I spent thousands of dollars on this wardrobe, and I hadn't even started the job yet. Because so I was like, got to look the part. Oh my god, you were such a shopper Like my you were, wardrobe was bursting. Carla was out of control. I, I mean, took up half of dad. Remember, <laughs> I, I I think there's still <laughs> half my clothes back home in dad's wardrobe. <laughs> I would take up like, slowly, slowly, <laughs> I would just keep moving stuff to my dad's closet because there was so heaps it's of room there. Like, this is hilarious. Oh, heaps my. Heaps of room in dad's closet. Yeah, because he, yes. like, didn't have anything. He yes. was such a minimalist. He'd have shirts <laughs> and pants from, like, 10 years ago. You know, Damiano still has that. He's like, this shirt is from when I first moved over from Rome. And I'm like, um, that's, like... Over eight years ago. Like, John's like, really similar as well. He has hand me downs from like his friends <laughs> and he like would chop the sleeves out of t shirts to make singlets. I love it. I actually love it so much. Yeah, I really do actually, love it. He bumped into uh, his old friend the other day and his friend's like, Oh, I've got a bunch of t shirts <laughs> for you today. I've been giving them for you. Oh my God, it's so funny. It's like excellent. Like, Give them all to me. I'll check them out. <laughs> if Joe doesn't like any, give them to Damiano. He might like them. <laughs> so funny. So and we actually grew up a lot with getting getting hand me downs and giving hand me downs. No, well. I didn't get any because I was the oldest. Oh no, no friends from friends. Yeah, yeah. Get True, too. true. Um, so I think that is another good thing. I think recycling and re like giving your oh, hand me downs yeah. is such a good, beautiful thing you can do. So um, true. So let's. Let's fast forward with the clothes because then we watched a documentary and we followed Becoming Minimalist, which is a blog. I remember reading the first Becoming Minimalist (laughs) blog and it was about shopping and I was like, holy moly, this is me. I am a shopaholic. (laughs) And I think I went, I'm one of those people who I read something and I resonate and I'm like, bang, I'm a minimalist now. (laughs) It was like one extreme. It was was pretty instant and I went home and I just looked at my closet and I was like, oh, my God. Well, because I think I remember reading the article with you because you sent it to me, obviously, and, you know, it was just saying that. The truth, of course, it was saying the truth, that all this stuff actually doesn't bring Mm. you joy, it brings clutter, Mm. it brings distraction from reality, it's this dopamine Mm. hit, um, it's a complete obsession. And also it's obscene. It's like that's the word obscene. And I think, you know, all of us listening can relate to this and we can be put our hands up. If we're living in the Western world, we've all been there. If not now, you have been there and Mm. now you've changed. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you grew up in like a uh, very uh amazing family and they already knew the truth or they never got sucked into mm. it. Awesome. Or maybe then you went on to to try the materialistic world and you're like, wait a minute, Mum and Dad were right. Yes. Um but we all can relate whether it's to do with clothes, whether it's to do with houses. I mean mm. we were just walking around Gold Coast here, Mermaid Beach, if you've been here, and no offense to you, I know I've mentioned this before, if you live in a great mansion but like maybe you need all the space. I'm just questioning: Do these people actually need all this space? I'm confused. I'm really, I'm confused as well. And we come back to that word of, of obscene, which I like it's, it is, it is. I know, but- <laughs> like if we look at reality, one family doesn't need a house that big. Like, do do they? Well, I'm only thinking the reason they need a house that big, maybe they have office space, maybe they have a music studio, maybe they have uh, a lot of stuff Mm. and they need the house to, to, to to hold the stuff and that's obscene really. Yeah, I think why I question it is and, like, because, you know, each to their own, like, maybe they have a really great reason for having this McMansion. Please, like. Try, like, tell me, like, change my mind. Like, yeah, change do. my opinion. Yeah. Like, I'm happy to hear it. I'm not going to, obviously, I'm not going to be like, you're wrong. Like, well, I'll hear you out. But the only thing I really think about is when I see these houses, I just think about the homeless and I, I, I think about the people who are, you know, living in poverty. And I just think there's so much space for everyone. Like, and like... Everyone could have a home. Yeah. And the reason why they don't is because, like, we have all these other – I mean, there's a lot of reasons why we don't. No, but you can't answer that. I can't answer that, yeah. that. But one thing that I know for sure is there's a lot of empty space it's well, not being used. In there's a, a lot of empty homes. Well, especially in Australia, we. I mean, look at the size of our country compared to the population, and then you look at a country like Italy, mm. 60 million people in that tiny, tiny little boot mm. and we have this massive land and we have these massive houses who are right next to each other. But um, what I think this is really good for us all though is that, you know, we've been there for a while but maybe you still get on stuck on that idea of, More is more Mm. or, you know, this is my tiny house with my crappy furniture. I mean, Mm. we see it. This is my furniture from this shop. I need to upgrade to this and I need to renovate my house and I need to look Mm -hmm. this and I need to have this car because all of my other work colleagues have this style of Mm -hmm. car and wear this kind of handbag. If you step out of that land because you're in that bubble, maybe we have friends like this, we'll be like, you don't need that. And then they're like, huh. Like they see our perspective Mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, and it's like I can see like a weight is off their shoulders. It's a breath of fresh air Mm -hmm. because instead they've been in this land of brands Mm -hmm. excess. You need the renovations. Mm -hmm. You need the nice furniture. You you can't have the $3,000 couch. You need the $6,000 couch because that is obviously better for your butt. Actually, it's probably more uncomfortable. I bet you. But it's like test the couch out and then come back (laughs) and lie down on it because that's what you want to do on a couch, (laughs) not just sit upright. Yeah. Uh, But it's like this crazy thing where we can really get caught up and it can cause such suffering. Mm. But when we actually look at a different perspective, and I believe the reality of it that, you know, some of this way of living is obscene and we do not need it for Mm -hmm. our, and it will not bring joy and happiness. Mm Then it's like, oh, cool! I can like check in and reevaluate everything. Studies have uh, been done about happiness, and it's not adding that brings happiness. It's actually usually subtracting something. Whoa. So when you subtract something, that then relieves another stress. Yeah, yeah. Or you subtract something, um, or you add something that subtracts something. For oh, example. Yeah. Um, it was in another podcast I was listening to. If your dishwasher is broken, ah, and then you got a new dishwasher because yeah, it was broken, yeah. and now you've subtracted the fact that you were yeah. having to do all the washing up that you really hate. I like that. that would bring happiness. But if you're just focused on adding more, 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 and it's actually not getting rid of any stress. In fact, it's probably adding more stress. It's adding more dusting. It's adding more cleaning. Yeah. It's adding more this, that, F- X, Y, Z. It actually causes unhappiness. Yes, so that's a cool thing to think about when like you're sci- buying something. It's scientifically out. proven. Well, you know the the <laughs> people the riches continue to grow, and so it is the the levels of depression. I mean, we can't like let's talk pre uh, COVID for mm. that fact because who knows what's going on in the world now? Like mm. it's topsy turvy, but before that, you know, everyone's money was going up mm. and and more, more, more. That everyone was buying more and having more of this stuff, but so the rise of depression was going up. So something is off there. Mm. And then the, where's the world's happiest people? Yeah, they're in the small communities, mm-hmm. the villages, the the islands. The places <laughs> where they don't have social media. No stuff, no social media, no, no uh, less suffering, mm-hmm. more focus on the community. And mm. I think, you know, another thing we can say is, you know, it is about subtracting Okay, it's not about having possessions. It's probably more about giving mm. because how good do you feel when you give something? So good. For no expectation, in re- nothing yeah. in return, I'm just going to give it's my time, so my energy, my money, my resources, mm-hmm. whatever it might be, you give. Yeah. It's like that is the best form of creation of happiness. And maybe we can all start by doing that. Like, what can I give today? Mm. Like, whether it's like a minute of your time to a stranger or mm. a whether smile, it's donating, or, yeah, some of your clothes that you don't wear yeah. anymore to like people in need. Yeah, it might even be someone you know, like or a daughter of someone you know. Mm. Like, how nice is that? You know, a family. You see them. Maybe you can see they're struggling. Give some of your clothes to that girl, that family, that individual. Mm. Mm. Okay, so let's go back to the timeline because we were shopaholics Yeah, and then we found that blog and it was pretty instant that I was like, I don't want all this stuff anymore. Mm. I could really see that it was actually causing unhappiness Mm. and I could see that I just wanted all this stuff because I thought I needed it to like fit in. Mm. Like that's all. The only reason I thought that it would make me happy was because I thought it would make me feel more accepted. Mm really uh so then we went super minimalist and we also were kind of caused or forced i should say caused to go more minimalist because we quit our government desk jobs and <laughs> tried this you know Merrymaker thing <laughs> seven years ago and it was really making money back then yeah there was a <laughs> lack of funds we weren't making money. We had our savings, and we had to sell one of our cars. <laughs> We're like we can have one car. I feel like we did our part for the environment there too. We did. We, six years of that one. Yeah, car thing. because we realized we didn't actually need to have two cars. Now yeah. we have two cars. Um, but yes, wow, and that taught us so much. Like having no money or having less money, yeah. and being ha- forcing to be frugal. We learned so much. Mm-hmm. Uh. But then also we had these weird phases of, you know, we'd come into large amounts of money. We were pretty savvy as well, can I just say, because I'm trying to think back to, like, how we survived. Uh, And I'll give you one example and I'll be forever grateful for this amazing Canberra business company that supported us from the beginning, uh, Superbarn. Yeah. So we had a little sit down and we said, what are the necessities when it comes to living? We had a we have a mo- we had a mortgage we still have that mortgage so we knew we had to pay our mortgage every month. We knew we had to pay our bills we knew we had to pay for internet and phones and things like that. We also knew we had to eat and so this was one thing we were like, well, what could we do? We have this food blog like surely there's a way <laughs> that we could get our groceries funded And we went in and we pitched to the head office of Superbun to sponsor the Merry Meg Sisters uh, and they gave us food vouchers to spend every month and in return we would do a blog post and we would promote their fresh produce. We actually loved – I still love them. Oh, my God. If I lived in Canberra, I would would shop shop there. There. Uh, We don't work with them anymore, but we actually worked with them for five years and it was such an amazing partnership and it was just this random idea where we were looking at the necessities of our life and trying – like hell to figure out how we were going to survive. Yeah, I feel like uh, we owe so much to them now. And, yeah. like, we, you know, we gave a, a lot too because yeah. we promoted them and we loved them. But, wow. And we had a real relationship with them. Yeah. It was really special. And so I think that's another thing to, you know, if you are going through a phase of where, like, maybe you feel like you don't have enough money or you feel like you're struggling, it's like sometimes it's a good idea to kind of step outside the box and think yeah. a little bit differently on how you can actually bring that into your life because i think this like ha- like not having necessities like that's a real struggle like that's a that's a like if we don't have shelter food all of that kind yeah. of stuff that's when it gets like obviously well that that's we need that to yeah. be able to do everything else and it, what is it? it's that hierarchy maslow's hierarchy yeah, or names. something yeah so it's like yeah, you can't be creative when you don't have shelter, when you don't have food, when yeah. you don't have those necessities. Mm-hmm. Like you can't it, you can't experience those top level things mm. if you don't have the bottom level. And it's like, you know, be having that stability, that sense of stability. Yeah. So that's like so as an example, we wouldn't go out for dinners anymore. Yeah. We wouldn't go out for lunches and stuff. Yeah. Because we knew we didn't have the money. We knew yeah. we had vouchers to buy groceries, so yeah. we would then be able to do that. Yeah. So Merrymakers like starting this business and jumping in by quitting our government jobs. Mind you, you know, a 22 year old and a 24 year old quitting their jobs, having very good wages, yeah, for this young age. I'm talking like eighty thousand dollars a year yeah. wages, quitting. And jumping in, like that's a big change yeah. to then deal with. Yeah, and we managed it well and we just kept going. We kept moving. It was really stressful but we did really well. But And it taught us like all these amazing lessons and, you know, fast forward then was ups and downs mm. and uh, we had influxes of money and then we'd probably just spend it on these uh, conferences mm-hmm. and, you know, investments in our business. They're all investments um, to, to go into the growth of the business. And, yeah, now here we are, m- like, much more comfortable and financially stable and uh, we can really say that we learn so much from all this experience. And although we have the money to spend, although we have the money to buy way more things and stuff, we, we don't though, which mm. sometimes I'm like, interesting. Like, like, we can if we want. But I just don't want to. And I'm like, what do I want to spend my money on? Mm. Like, really, right now it's like, well, I want to do it, spend it on, like, coffees with mum and dad. Like, that's Mm -hmm. great. Like, dinners. Experiences. experiences, uh, Because I was um, in a stage of our business where it wasn't very, what is the word? (laughs) Abundant. We we (laughs) wasn't very abundant. We were definitely struggling. I used to wonder, like, what would an abundant, like what would a successful business look like to me? Mm. Because I think sometimes we can think got to be a six-figure business and got to be a multiple six-figure business and got to be a million-dollar business, Mm. right? It's like a lot of times we have these money goals when it comes to business and life and think not just people who run businesses. I know other people have this as well. But to me what success looked like was being able to say yes to any opportunity that came my way yeah. as in like a training or a conference or an event or a trip uh an, an example also was like when my one of my best friends got married and I couldn't afford uh the bridesmaid dress yeah and it was so stressful yeah. this is a 200 dollar dress i know and she had asked me to be the bridesmaid and I was expected to buy the dress and I didn't have enough money to buy it. But also, it. like, I feel like that's totally unfair on the brides' half. No, I, like, no, I, I do. no, if I was going to get married, I would, I would never pay. never force my bridesmaids no. to do well, that. No, well, she didn't. Yeah. I wore another dress. Yeah, and you look beautiful. But, painful. but in saying that, I, to me, I would want to be able to buy that. Yeah, I get that you want to. But also now you have this amazing, beautiful perspective Mm -hmm. of like, wow, I would never want to put anyone through that. And we never know anyone's story because even if they have this amazing job or whatever, look like, we never know the truth. Mm -hmm. And maybe they're in financial difficulty. And then you put this pressure on Mm -hmm. that person and it takes all the joy out of this beautiful uh, experience that's meant to be all about love, but actually maybe weddings are all about money yeah like (laughs) and then so another thing like being able to like go on a trip like say your yeah. friends like oh i want like we're I going to i never went on trips and i never went on trips like i never said yes because i knew i didn't have enough money and i feel like you know we to, if it was like a together trip me and you trip mm. like we could somehow make it work yeah. we'd be like okay like we can do this accommodation yeah. we can make it work and we just did it together but yeah if it was separate with our old school friends it always was like oh mm. like i can't really like arrange that mm-hmm. to work mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? Isn't that a great lesson? Like going without, forced to be frugal, mm-hmm. forced to be in that lacking stage. But, you know, I never lacked. I mm. never felt like I was missing out because mm-hmm. I was like it is what it is. I have a greater goal in mind. Mm-hmm. I will say no for a bigger yes later. Yeah, yeah. And we just stuck to that and we were driven by the purpose of Merry Makers. Mm. We were driven by the community. We were driven by what we want to give to the world. Yeah. Like that that fed our purpose. <laughs> that fed our. Fu- it was our fuel. Yeah, and it I never missed out. No, no, I. Because that was the adventure. And because I knew that actually, if I probably did go, I would have wished I was back. I know, <laughs> or like creating something, or writing, or coming up with an yeah. idea. Because that really is what I love to do the most. It really is. So <sighs> I think this is such an interesting, like, just a, a bit of a journey. So now we're in at a stage, as Emmy said, like where our business is, like, really gr- – it's growing. It's doing really amazingly. We're so proud of it and we continue to make it better. We can – do you know where we invest our money? Back into the business. Like, yeah. that's literally what we spend our pennies on. I did is, buy a new dem- denim jacket the other day. Oh, it was such a good investment. Sale. Yeah, half – no, 40% off. 40%. Yeah, which is, like, amazing. So still we have – an investment In too. a way. Yeah, so – We're in a really great position and these lessons that we've learned with our spending habits have been such an amazing journey and they have stuck with us. We haven't – just because we have now seen – our bank accounts rise and our business really at a stage where it is solid foundations. It is growing. If we had 2,000 members join today, it would still yeah. it would be stable as. Like, yeah. welcome, come on in. Like, all of our systems are set up to yeah. cater for that, which is a really exciting thing, especially when the new app comes. I'm so excited about the new app. It's coming soon. It's, it's coming so soon. soon. Uh, I'm so impatient. But, like, the way that we treat our money hasn't changed, so I think this well, is like, well. Wh- I think we've learned so much. We 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 take everything or each lesson we've taken it mm. on board, and I think you know there was one last lesson, probably our most recent big lesson that we heard James Shremko mm. talk about at not the last Superfast Business Conference, but the one before the first one we went to. Yeah, and he said, you know, like he was actually talking about health, mm. and it was like to business people you need to have a year's salary in your bank as a buffer because, Mm -hmm. you know, the business, it starts and ends with you. If something happens to you, like obviously some people have a team and, like, at that stage we just had us. It was like this slap in the face. If anything happens to you guys, the business, poof, see ya. And we'd actually just launched the Mary Body Online Studio. We had no money. We had, for the very first time, had to borrow money from our parents we've never done that before it This was is like some, this is the month after the launch of yeah. the business that was supposed to be the thing and oh obviously now has turned into the thing but then we heard these words and it really like kind of shook me i was like well dang i definitely don't have that. and i'm so grateful that we heard those words because then I think that helped us mm. stick to our, like, oh, like we don't actually need to mm. buy all this stuff. Even though we're making more money, we mm-hmm. don't need anything. And it helped us save and save. Mm. And, you know, now we have a comfortable buffer. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's probably some of the best financial advice for a business, a small business. uh You know, like be smart. Mm. And I think also it's a great lesson because where you – might be listening to other money advice, which go ahead, like definitely listen to other oh, money yeah. advice. Uh, a lot of people say the worst place for your money is sitting in the bank. Like that's the yeah, worst I've place. heard that so many times. So many times. And then you kind of get overwhelmed. You're like, well, where should I invest? What should I do with this money? Do I buy shares? Do I buy a house? Yeah, and, la, 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 la. and it can be like really overwhelming. Like if you have this money, you're like, well, I'm not doing the right thing with it. But when we heard that, it made me feel really comfortable with saving and proud of saving and also uh, it made me feel more stable in everyday life, which I think having a, a stable foundation is such a powerful thing. Yeah, well, I actually think that is an investment in reality. Mm. It's like, well, what does that – that money sitting in your bank, even though you get all this advice, don't have your money in the bank – but what does it give you? Mm. It gives you confidence. Peace of mind. Peace of mind. It gives you, I'm going to step forward with this decision because even if it doesn't work, I know I'm okay. Yes, it Maybe it allows you to take more risks. Mm. Maybe it allows you to say yes when you might have said no. Oh, I can't because, like, my money's tied mm-hmm. up. Yeah, it's so I, true. I mean, in reality the best advice we can ever do with anything but we're talking about money is like tune into you like Mm -hmm. you can listen to a million experts Mm -hmm. and read it all hear it all and they're going to make mistakes Mm -hmm. or it might work but if you tune into yourself and your gut and have feelings and like yeah do research and like Mm -hmm. have like a knowledge so that empowers you to make to trust your own decision Yeah, and then go from there like trust yourself and I think let's also talk quickly about that knowledge I think sometimes I remember there was a time where I just wouldn't check the bank oh me too like never I checked the I was bank. like I don't not want to look at that because I know it's it, going to be really low it and was, it's a stress near I know it was like we were big believers in sticking your head in the yeah, sand if I don't look how low it's it is not it's bad. not real like this la, is la, the kind la, of stuff la. that we would do and then I I decided that maybe that wasn't the best thing we could do that was a good thing that was you did, Carl. a decision. Carla. And I decided to get some knowledge about my accounts, our accounts. I decided to, to try and, like, understand all of this better. And it was actually Bean Ninjas who I think we've interviewed <gasps> before. Have we interviewed Mel? Mar- yeah, Mar- ages ago. We should ages do it ago. again, though. We should. I've actually been chatting to her. We should um, interview her. And she gave me a template for a cash flow forecast. I was like, what is this? I'm mind blown, and that was really the thing that helped us so much in forecasting and again feeling stable and able to make decisions and spend our money or not spend our money. And I, I really goals goals yeah. And you know this just if you're you don't maybe you don't have a business, but you can still bring this to your life. And um, Joel has a cash flow forecast. Yeah, and check in like where you feel empowered and disempowered around money uh and check in with it all and maybe it's in your relationship maybe your partner earns more money mm. with, than you maybe you don't have a job maybe you're you look after the house and whoever's living there uh and maybe you don't feel empowered with making decisions it's like bring these conversations mm. up they can be really awkward because money's such a taboo mm. and I'm grateful that we have you know opened our conversations around money because it's helped me in other places mm. in my life mm-hmm. I'm not no expert I still feel awkward sometimes but um <laughs> but it's it's like question it and like work on that mm-hmm. and it's like make it better and the more you know yeah about it the better like it like knowing and where you are sitting at this moment won't make you it might freak you out for a moment like I know there was moments where I was like oh, but I also know that being aware of it made me so much uh, more, uh, less angst in my life, less, less anxiety, anxiety, less stress. We would have, you know, discussions, and I would send you messages, like just letting you know, here's our counts. Yeah, this is where we're at. We're this much in the green, and after next month, we'll be this much in the green. So it good- was a, a a total magical new thing yeah. that 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 forecast, that little spreadsheet. Yeah, I would it be was like, magic, I would pure be magic. able to tell you, hey, just so you know, even if we don't do anything more this month. We're okay. We're okay for three months. Yeah. Like that's how it would work. And it would make us feel like, oh, my God, cool. One less thing to stress about, more time to give, more yeah. time to show up. More time to create. More time to, yeah, to do all the things that actually then ended up bringing more business in. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, having the knowledge of your account and where you're at right at this moment is one of the best things and you can do. And I want so to th- – reminds check me – your every yeah, day. Every day. And it reminds me of a quote. Uh, which I think can help so many areas of your life, and I'm going to get the quote totally wrong, but it's like your current circumstances, like they only are explaining what is happening today. Mm-hmm. It's not your future. Mm-hmm. What is happening to you right now is not your future, mm-hmm. and that's exciting. So it's like, okay, look at the bank. Uh, look at the where you are right now, whatever it might be. Maybe it's your health. Maybe it's like exercise. That's a thing. Maybe it's uh, your money, your finances, or where you want to go. Right now is not your future. Mm. And step by step, you can get towards your goal. Day by day, you can get closer to there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it also, when we break it down like this, it allows us to enjoy it more. Mm -hmm. And that's the magical thing. And that's really interesting because, yeah, today and also then looking back at the past is also a really powerful thing too. Because you can look at what past actions got you to today. And if you're not happy with today, then change something about what you did in the past. Like don't yes. keep repeating those same patterns. So if you look at your spendings as like patterns, because that's all they are, they're just patterns, right? That's it. Yeah. If you look at what you're spending on, like what can you change within that to change your future? Yeah. Or, you know, what what amount of hours did you do for work? Yeah. Or what, what business did you get for the last month? How can you change it up to then change your future? Uh, so don't yeah don't be afraid of like looking at the account statements. You know when you get those messages your account statement is ready. Like don't <laughs> just delete it. Like have a oh look. Oh my god. I'm Ugh. have a look at the report, the profit and loss. Maybe it's going to be a bit scary the first time and that's okay. But, get but involved. then you start to understand it and all it is is numbers. That's it. It's just numbers. And in the end, money is money. Like money is a bit of paper. Money is life as well, though. Like Mm -hmm. we exchange money for the life we want. And that's why when you break it all down like this, when you think about it, you're like, well, hang on a minute. Do I need the upgraded or 10th handbag? Do I need this? Mm -mm. If my money is my life, does this bring enough to my life to warrant the hundreds of dollars I'm going to spend? When we look at it this way, like depending on who you are as a person, I say, like a lot of us change our spending habits yeah. and we can think, hey, wait a minute, like I have a perfectly great wardrobe right now and I don't need anything more. Yeah. And as Oprah would say, more money just amplifies the person that you are. And I think that that is another great thing to remember yeah. because sometimes we can think, oh, more money, like I don't like, you know, sometimes you might have a misconception about having an abundance of money. Well, I feel like uh, sometimes we – It's a whole other podcast. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast and, like, you know, when you, like, grow up and you, like, are conditioned or something Mm. to think. But, you know, money, like, what we see as a rich person, they might not necessarily even be rich. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you might look at someone and they're, like, driving the fancy car, they have the brand, and they might be in a whole heap of debt, but we're like, they're rich. And then you look at someone else who (laughs) is, like, wearing, like, just plain clothes, like walking around, or they might be multimillionaires mm. because they just have a life like that. It's like we can't actually see judge anyone Mm-mm. by the external. No, really, we can- just cannot. You simply cannot. Even the, what we we're talking about before with the mansions, yeah. Like, did did the, do they have a mansion or do they have a multimillion dollar mortgage? Yeah, like that's exactly. Like, you know, you've got to think about these things, and also then we realise, hang on, I'm just comparing myself or I'm just judging someone yeah. else. Let's bring the focus back to how I can give and how yeah. I can show up instead of thinking, oh, I want to be like that instead of, like, of using your energy in a way that yeah. actually could bring more good to the world. And, and you know what? Like, if you want the McMansion and you want all the pretty shiny things, like, cool. If that's what you truly want in your heart, go for it and, like, own it and, like, be proud of that. But also check in... And double-check, is it actually what you want or are you just caught on the the consumer-driven treadmill? And we're not saying you can't have nice things. Oh, gosh. I love nice things. I love nice things too. I love nice stuff. I love spending my money on stuff. Yeah. But I am wise with it. Mindful. Mindful. I think twice, maybe three times. Yeah. Before I tap that card. Yeah, it's so easy (laughs) to buy stuff. Before you go online and be like, ching Before I put my numbers into that cart. Yeah. Like, what is it going to bring me? Is it going to subtract anything? Is it going to relieve any stress? Is it going to bring me any joy? Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) This was a fun episode. I love talking about money. I think It's a fun subject. I think that we can... um, I'm really excited to actually bring more of our perspective, more of our stories, more of what we've learned when it comes to managing money and saving and making money. I feel like, you know, merry money, there's a ring to it. Oh golly. Whenever there's an, you know, <laughs> this M-M- is a thing, guys. Whenever there's an MM. It's like, ooh. Hang on a minute. But I th- I think as women as well, <laughs> it's something that I tell you being in, you know, this is my fourth serious relationship, And I think like in between my last one and this one, I had that realisation that, oh, like I really need to be financially independent Mm. because like I might just be alone my whole life and it was like a – a overwhelming feeling, a sad feeling, but then like hey, I'm going to be all right by myself. Mm. How mm. cool. And it was also really empowering and like drive hello. Yeah. It was like motivation. Super I driven. was like let's make this business work. And I just always want that no matter yeah. what, no matter if no matter what happens with the partner that I'm with. Like
1: you want to be you know, I want to be the,
0: I want to be able to bring my own to the table. And If anything were to happen, to be in a situation, like whatever it might be, divorce, uh, separation or sadly something bad happens to your partner, like to be in a situation where you can land on your two Mm -hmm. feet financially because obviously the emotional sadness and trauma of whatever the separation is, like you're not. I don't it's wanna, you're not, you don't want that extra stress yeah, exactly. of finance stress. And another thing to mention is, you know, during this time, and I think Lisa Wilkinson shared it, about, you know, who, what is the age group that is most likely going into poverty right yes. now? It is older women, like, in their 40s and 50s. And that, to me, like, you know, that's a big sign as well for it's all like, of I feel us. like we can't describe that as older women. They're just... Like women, it's like that's why like, did they describe? I know, them like that? I didn't like that. No, it's not older women; it's just women. Just, like I just don't like that. I know. No, and I'll take that on because I—that's what I read, and I just you know, yeah, I just uh, what is the word? Repeated what I read. Yeah. but no, I will say we don't have to describe. Them know. I, I don't. That? know. We could say in there for Fours the ages. Yeah, like, whatever. whatever. Uh yeah, I read that too, and uh, the other. Yeah, the biggest rise on homelessness mm. is that age bracket and women as well. And, and so it, that's something to note and something to to drive all of us to say, I don't want that for me and I'm going to do something about it. And it's not only I don't want that for me, it's like I want to help other women. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, we have this, you know, the history of what was our role in modern society. Mm-hmm. It was the mother, the homekeeper, the, the – the part-time job maybe, mm. the not going to school and getting educated, not further developing because your role is at home. And this is why that age group is on the rise mm. because what jobs disappeared, uh, waitress, retail, like in COVID, so they're the jobs that disappeared. Probably like, you know, the admin, the reception, yeah. all of that kind so of stuff. So like, it's like, yeah, we need to like, this is why whenever I talk to someone or, you know, like gender inequality isn't real, I'm like... BS, <laughs> it is real, like, come on, like, yeah, okay, it's it better, be it's better than what it was before in Australia, but still, we have a fight, and, like, that's what we're doing, that is part of what our what, mission is. Yeah. Totally. Huh. So, this is, I mean, a bit of a money riff, a bit of a, a bit of just A, a bit of climate change? A bit of climate change, a bit of just taking you on a journey- and also like uh um I feel like sometimes it's just like, oh yeah, those girls like I feel like we be on this we've been on this journey of like being really unaware in life, like totally self obsessed, narcissistic, and like still nice people. Like we weren't mm. bad people. I was mm. just like very uh one Focus focused on, on myself. And then you take this external perspective and you realise, wow, like mm. I care about this stuff. Yeah. And sometimes you're like, well, what can I do? But really the first step is raising awareness for yourself and maybe the people around you Mm -hmm. and then deciding what you can connect to. Mm -hmm. And maybe part of it is just becoming more financially independent. Mm. This episode is so fun. (laughs) Uh, If you would like to ask some questions to us or if you want to hear more on any of these subjects, I'm thinking – that we should talk more about money. And even, like, the tools and, like, we could go, like, drill it down. Couldn't we, like, budgeting and, we like... We could talk about the cash flow forecast. Yeah. And, like, we can... Oh, we could give our forecasting spreadsheet template. Mm, which has actually been Ninja's template. Yeah, we could make a merry one. I mean, we actually did have changed it slightly because it was a bit overwhelming, the first one. Yeah, we were like, I needed, to, I needed to simplify it for myself and the business. Uh, yeah, we could totally do that. And I think just having these tools to help us become more aware of our situation and where we could get to is really inspiring. Because basically what it does is it allows you to say, hey, if I save this much or if I make this much, where am I going to be in six months? And then you can be like, wow. Like now (laughs) I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that and I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. So – It is really cool and it's very simple. So if you loved this episode or you would uh, like us to do more on money, let us know. Write to us on Instagram at the Merrymaker Sisters and we'll take note of your message and we will then decide if we're going to talk more about it. Merry money. (laughs) Can we call that this episode? Yeah, Merry money. Merry money. I don't know. I like it. Okay, have a beautiful day. Bye. Bye. Bye.